The Last Word with Matt Cooper. We're joined by the Minister for the Environment and Green Party leader, Eamon Ryan. Minister, when we had the Finance Minister, Michael McGrath, with us earlier in the programme, I was asking him about the price of a litre of diesel and petrol. And with the price of oil again affected by what's happened in Israel in recent days, there is a fear that we could be heading towards two euros per litre for diesel and petrol. What sense does it make to have an increased carbon tax on the price of a litre of diesel and petrol, particularly when the government has decided not to restore the full excise for the moment because of those fears about prices? Because that carbon tax match is working for the Irish people. We have 100 million extra money coming into the Department of Environment to help improve people's homes. Between that and the work we're doing in the Department of Housing, half of the money we raise there goes to the poorest, lowest income houses in the country so that we actually protect them from the consequences of those high oil prices. It's working. It is progressive. It helps us reduce our emissions, but also it helps protect us in a world where we're too dependent on imported fossil fuel. It helps us make the uh, switch. We've gone from a country where two years, three years ago, there might have been a couple of thousand houses that had their own power generation, their own photovoltaic panels on the roof. That's now at 70,000, in part funded by the money we raise from the carbon tax. And the great thing about it, it also goes to social protection. This was a socially progressive budget. The lowest income decile, the lowest 10% of the country, saw an income rise of 4.7%. The richest, the top 10%, saw an income rise of less than that, of 1.5%, and we particularly improved the fortunes for lone parents. You can't do that unless you have a guaranteed certain funding that we know every year is going to come to help us protect the poorest, to help us make the transition away from our dependency on dirty polluting and expensive fossil fuels. So that measure isn't doesn't change each year. It's not part of the budget. It's agreed how the income will be shared out and it goes to the poorest. It helps helps them protect against the high prices. That's why it makes such sense. But then what about the people who say that they struggle financially to get to and from work in the absence of public transport with petrol and diesel costing nearly two euro a litre? Well, again, if you look at what we're doing there... There's a massive increase in public transport happening right across the country. Every week, we introduce new or improve a rural bus service. It's called the Connecting Ireland programme. And it's been a phenomenal success. We've seen the numbers using those rural bus services increase by 112% in the last year. We've seen overall public transport numbers 15% on buses above pre-COVID levels, trains up 8%. That's not usual. Across Europe, no other country, or very few countries are seeing that level of growth in public transport. One of the reasons it's happening, because in last year's budget, we cut the transport cost for everyone by 20%, and for those under 23 by 50%. It was actually an effective cut of 60% if you combine the two. One of the other measures in the budget that I was proud to be able to get through was that we've now expanded that. All 24-year-olds and 25-year-olds have the same opportunity to take public transport at half the cost. And Irish people, listen, young people are flocking to it, Matt. It's actually working. It's changing rural Ireland, particularly because that's where the new services are coming. We're about to do the same in Cork by putting a metropolitan rail, in Limerick where we're reopening the Foynes line and looking to put a station into Moy Ross. In Waterford, where we're building a new railway bridge, a uh, sustainability bridge, rather, across the, the shore, and go away the same, the upgrade of the public transport system. So 
This is something I believe the Irish people want. You do have to fund it. You have to give it priority, which we are doing. And I think actually we're seeing the response. Irish people, particularly younger people, in response to the lower fares, are switching to public transport in massive numbers. So there's, uh, in the budget, apparently one billion of investment for public transport infrastructure. But is that going to be in supplying, for example, new buses, extra train carriages to cope with more demand? We've had a problem in, in, in uh, public transport and in, in transport and in various areas that on board Panola went, went through a difficult period, wasn't able to make decisions. In that period, we did a number of things. What we did is we used our budget to buy new carriages. We bought 41 new uh, carriages that will go on to our intercity and our commuting trains. We bought new uh, battery uh, electric buses and we bought new battery electric trains that will replace the Dart fleet. They're all coming. So what we now need to spend our money on is the services that will run them. We expect, and nothing's certain there, it's all subject to the planning system, we have an independent on board Panola, but we expect to get the Cork Metropolitan Rail through very shortly. We expect Dublin Bus Connects projects to also come through planning very shortly. We expect... Sorry, what does very shortly mean? Because there are people saying that you will not see a train in Cork City this side of 2030. No, that's not true. We, well, there are trains there at the moment, but what, what we're going to do is... Sorry, in the city, on yeah, the yeah. light rail system. No, yeah. uh, well, the light rail will take longer in Cork, but the first project for Cork is actually twin tracking from, you'll know this area, from, from Middleton to right the way through to Mallow and put in new stations in the likes of Blackpool, in the likes of uh, Little Island, or in the likes of Tivoli, in the likes of Menard, in the likes of Blarney. The likes, so, and that will transform the north side of Cork City. That comes first. Cork bus connects then it's at the same time, and then the Lewis follows that. And it's the same each for cities and I do think it's important to focus on Cork, Galway, Waterford, Limerick and Sligo because we need balanced regional development. We need, like Galway more than any other probably needs the cross-city bus service which again is in our planning system. They will come through. We're confident we're going to start to see them within weeks and that's why we have such a significant budget set aside for public transport. We're going to need it. We have a lot of public transport projects coming our way. Okay, We're hearing a lot about road safety recently, but there's only a 21 million euro budget to support road safety. Why so little? Well, sorry, there is a significant budget. It's always historically come from the Road Safety Authority's own resources. It comes from the revenue we raise in uh, driving licence and testing and so on. We are going to provide further funding. The Road Safety Authority is going to provide responding to what is a real crisis at the moment, uh, the rising number of deaths on our roads, starting with the 3.2 million advertising campaign, going back to some of that sort of uh, those sort of advertising approaches that were done in previous years, which were... Okay, but I think what a lot of people say, Minister, what really is needed is a significant upgrading of our existing roads to make them safer. Will the Green Party and government agree to that investment to make the existing roads better? Yes. In fact, I was talking to Minister Chambers this morning and we were agreeing what we are going to do is to allocate, reallocate within our, our, our budget so that we do specifically uh, see transport infrastructure and investing in, in the likes of junctions improvement uh, and a whole range of other physical measures as well as the change to the penny, penalty point system, the change to the speed limits that we've agreed, which will lower speeds. So yes is the answer to the question. It's absolutely shared across all parties. We have to bring those level of roads deaths down and we will be spending money on it, but it won't just be money. I think probably the most significant uh, response we can make is the reduction in speed limits from 50 to 30 in urban areas, from 80 to 60 in a lot of rural roads where the speed limits are totally inappropriate and from 100 to 80 on other non-primary uh, secondary roads. So I think Do you expect to get public buy-in to the idea 
of a change to these road speed limits, particularly if there's a lack of enforcement and you expect people to effectively self-police? No, I, I think you're right. I think we do need uh, to make sure we have the enforcement that goes with it. There was a significant increase in the Garda Chicana budget in the budget today and, and I would like to see a lot of that to go to, towards roads and planteries, police, our traffic policing enforcement. I think we can use other technologies. I think we're looking at the use of cameras, for example, on buses in terms of uh, you know how uh, bus lanes are, are, are policed and other locations, uh, variables, or sorry, um, speed cameras which allow you to measure speed the, the way we do it in the port tunnel over over a distance so that it's the average speed you have to follow. So I think technology, particularly in the policing, will help. But first things first, we do have to bring the speeds down. Your, your question's a good one because the, it, change is never easy. A lot of people talk about change and it's usually think of someone else has to change. But in, in making roads safer and in promoting public transport, it does need political courage. It does need particularly decisions at a local level. It's a lot of the local authorities who are responsible in terms of how we designate speeds. So I think that's where it really the test is going to be, including among the councils. And we've council elections coming up in June. And I think one of the key decisions or questions should be, will people be willing to run for, or running for council, will they be willing to take some of the measures we need to save lives on a road, to really promote public transport, to create a really attractive, uh, safe environment for our kids to walk and cycle to school? I think that's, uh, that's a local government political question as well as a national government one. And I think that should be centre stage as people go to vote next 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 June and let the people decide what they want. Oh, that's something we'll be discussing in considerable detail. Thank you very much, Minister for the Environment and Green Party leader Eamon Ryan. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30. Today.